Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Monday. It is December 20th. We start out once again with a prayer from Lifting Up Our Hearts. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that as you have been pleased in your infinite mercy, not only to choose from among us some to be priests to you, but also to consecrate us all to yourself in your only begotten Son. Grant that we at this day may purely and sincerely serve you, and so strive to devote ourselves wholly to you, that we may be pure and chaste in mind, soul, and body, and that your glory may shine forth in all our performances, that your worship among us may be holy and pure and approved by you, until we shall at length enjoy that glory to which you invite us by your gospel, and which has been obtained for us by the blood of your only begotten Son. Amen. All right, we are in Acts chapter 12. We're making our way through pretty well. We're going to be reading from verse 1 of Acts chapter 12 through verse 19. Hear the word of the Lord. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands, and the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, You are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Now when day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. As the book of Acts continues, we're starting to see this continued story of the persecution that is going on near Jerusalem. Well, we start out learning that James, the son of Zebedee, the brother of John, is killed by Herod. Now, Herod sees that this was popular. The Jews liked the fact that, 
Well, that this persecution was happening, that these people that they did not agree with were being taken care of by Herod. And so Peter, who's a bigger name in the church than Peter? So let's arrest him. Let's let's do this to him. And then we will have a serious, serious amount of happiness with the Jewish people, right? The religious leaders were after all of them. And so now they have the Roman government on their side taking care of business, for lack of a better way of putting it. So we know this story from Sunday school. I can remember this one. This was a highlight. You know, Peter is in jail. The angel comes. The chains fall off. The doors open. Uh, He goes to the house. People don't believe that he's there. Uh, The whole thing is just a classic story that we have heard and we know. Now, a significant thing here that we have to remember is that this persecution is continuing to build. This persecution is a gathering problem. It's been a problem, but it's gathering more and more force. And here, you know, we know that Stephen was killed, but now we're seeing that they're going after the actual apostles, the actual disciples of Jesus. So James is martyred. Peter is in trouble. What is going to happen to the story of the gospel? Who is in charge here? Is man going to thwart the work of God or is God going to prevail? And that's the story. That's what God does here. He he lets the people know. He lets Peter know that he is going to protect him. Now, Peter, he was eventually martyred, but the advancement of the gospel is going to take place and God is going to set the day on which Peter is finally martyred. It happens in his timing, not in the timing of man. God is going to prevail, not people. And so, Peter has his chains fall off. I love the part of the story here where he isn't sure that this is really happening. He's think he's having a vision. He's you know, this is this is what he wants in life and he's seeing it played out in a dream or in a vision. But then he realizes, he comes to himself, and so he goes to the the home of of Mark, uh, his his mother, Mary. And so he comes to the the door, comes to the gate. Uh, They don't believe it's him. All this happens. Eventually, he comes in and tells the story about how God is protecting him. So we see that he um, he tells the people to tell these things to James and the brothers. Now, when this mentions James. This isn't James, the son of Zebedee, who was martyred. This is James, the brother of Jesus, who came to faith after the resurrection and who is emerging as a leader in the church. We're going to see him again. This is the James who wrote the book of James uh, right before uh, or right after the book of Hebrews in our New Testament. This is showing us sort of uh, where the leadership leadership in the church is going and how the message is continuing to spread. But notice that we see here that Herod has the people who were guarding Peter killed. Now, this would have been normal practice. Those who were guarding a prisoner, if the prisoner escaped, your life was basically forfeited. Uh, this would have, would have been a very scary thing for them. Herod is, 
is not happy. He's going to want to find Peter. He is opposing the church. He is a man opposing the work of God. That's the big thing that we are meant to see here, that Herod is opposing the work of God. He's opposing the apostles. And so we're going to see in our next story that we're going to look at next week, as you can see in the the headings, if you're watching this on video, the next heading for the next section of the passage is the death of Herod. We're seeing who is in control here. Is it God or is it man? And we're going to find out that God is the one who is in control. But again, there is persecution in Jerusalem. This is causing the church to spread. And we're going to continue to see this theme as we go forward, the spread of the church. Now, as we think about what this means for us, it's important that we remember to have patience and to do things, to allow God to do things in his time. Peter, uh, we don't know what his thoughts were, how nervous he was being arrested, but God took care of him because God had something in mind for what was going to happen. We need to ensure that we are trusting God and not trusting men because things will happen in God's time, not in ours. We see that all throughout scripture. Look at what happens when we take things into our own hands. Think back to the story of uh, Abraham and Sarah waiting for Isaac to come. They took things in their own hands and Ishmael was born. Now, while Ishmael was a blessing, uh, it has caused strife because Abraham and Sarah were not patient. They didn't wait for God. Remember, we want to do things in God's timing. Be patient, pray, consult scripture, and may we be a people of God who are patient, who are allowing God to work, and that we trust his will because he is the sovereign Lord of our lives and the sovereign Lord of history. Let us go to prayer. Merciful Lord, we praise you for the protection that you provide for your people. And we humbly ask that you would protect us today as we move about in your world. By your Holy Spirit, grant us a peace that trusts in your sovereign hand and your love for us. On this Monday, we lift up before you the pastors that serve in the churches in our community. We pray that by your word and spirit, you would help them to remain faithful to proclaim the gospel of Christ and him crucified. Strengthen them in times of hardship and bless their studies, that they might be equipped to proclaim your word and also faithfully respond to the challenges that come as they shepherd your flock. And as we go out into your world this Monday, we trust that the word that we have heard and the Holy Spirit will go with us. Grant us wisdom to see opportunities to proclaim your word and to serve others, that the name of Jesus might be glorified in our lives in both word and deed. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. I hope you have a good start to Christmas week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.